Hello, friend. This is Evangelist Micah McCurry. Thank you so much for listening today. I greatly appreciate your investment of time. The fact that you are part of our audience means much to me. I have in my hand right now a gospel tract that is somewhat near and dear to my heart. You say, why is that? Well, we have 40-something different titles. Why does this one separate itself just a little bit? Well, it's because it's the very first gospel tract that I ever wrote. Now, many of you have heard the story before, but we were back in late February, early March of the year 2020. Remember what that was like before the world got flipped on its head? I was sitting in a church service, good church, faithful church folks. It was a midweek service, a prayer service, and I got the sense that God's people were, this word came to mind, over. Overwhelmed. I'll be honest with you, I, I was casting about. The, the world was kind of coming apart at the seams. It doesn't seem to have slowed, now, slowed down since then, but I was thinking, what can I do? I had been in evangelism for all of not even two and three months at that point. I'm thinking, what can a young man like me? I, I don't know anything. I, I realize how wet behind the ears I am. What can I do? And I believe I was very clearly led to this thought. Well, knucklehead, you're the director of a tract ministry. Maybe you should write a gospel tract. And I put pen to paper. And I think the preacher who was speaking that evening, he, he takes just a little bit of credit for this gospel tract because, to my shame, I actually wrote the majority of this gospel tract during the preaching service that night. And it became a gospel tract called Overwhelmed. This gospel tract, in the last 18 months or so, well over one million of them, not just printed, but put out around the world free of charge. They've been in countries like Pakistan, been in countries like India, Nigeria, of course, all across the United States, South America, They've been in Asia, Oceania, over by New Zealand, Australia, places like that. This gospel tract has been all over the place. Unfortunately, God's people, in some cases, are still a little bit overwhelmed. Maybe this gospel tract would help put a little bit of steel in your spine, would help us realize that we don't have to live in fear regardless of what's going on in our society But beyond that, maybe, Christian friend, this gospel tract could be a help to you as you evangelize the lost. I've come to realize that people are more in touch with their mortality now than maybe at any time since, say, 9-11. Remember that in the aftermath of those two amazing towers falling to the ground People came together. Now, of course, I, I'm telling that account from the uh, from the perspective of an American. I, I realize that. There are probably some listening right now that would say, it didn't strike me in that way because I, I'm not from America. But for you that know what I'm speaking of, it's amazing the openness, the heart, the softness of the hearts that we saw as Christians in the aftermath of that tragic event. But friend, Christian friend, lost people are open now. 
like never before. This is not the time to put our heads in the sand. This is not the time for us as Christians to be overwhelmed. This is the time for us to rise up. A friend of mine, I I, I hesitate to kind of just continue on in this vein, but it struck me, this illustration I'd like to share, this true account. A friend of mine, he's actually written a gospel track or two for us. His name is Paul Peruki. You can get his gospel track. It's called Freedom and Forgiveness on our website, just like this gospel track called Overwhelmed, BibleTracksInc.org. That's the website. Get them free, BibleTracksInc.org. He told this story recently. I was listening to him preach, actually. And he was on the deputation trail. He was on his way to the country of Romania. He spent 14 years there as a missionary. He was down at a church in Texas, and he was spending time there. And he heard about the church people. The chatter was about an old saint of God who was very soon going to pass over into glory. He, he, he had lost strength. You could tell he was getting to a place where he was very anemic. The, the, the skin just hung off of his bones. And people were talking about how sad they were to lose this great man. Someone that Paul Peruki said, you know, I want to meet him. And so he talked to one of the assistant pastors and said, could I go over and, and, and just meet with him and speak to him for just a moment? And he said, that's a great idea. You know what? We should. The pastor said, we should take a group of the men of the church. Let's go over there and just have a little time with that man before he passes. Everyone understood, 24, 48 hours, probably at the most, and this man would be slipping off into eternity. They walked into the hospital room, and the man just was just filled with the joy of the Lord. It was, it was unbelievable, really. In human terms, I should say. The man wanted to end with a word of prayer. And to my shame, not realizing the the gravity of approaching the throne of grace. We're so flippant with prayer sometimes, aren't we? This man said, I need to get on my knees. And everyone's trying to tell him, no, no, you're, you're, he's down to some 85 pounds. I mean, this was a strapping man during his heyday in his prime. And now as an elderly man about to cross heaven's threshold, he clambers out of bed in a slow, halting way, puts his feet on the floor, turns and gets down with a little bit of help to his knees and just prays the richest prayer. He stands back up again with help and gets back in that hospital bed. And he recognizes each of those men from the church and kind of speaks a word to each one of them. Kind of really a goodbye. But then he comes across Paul Peruki, as Brother Peruki tells a story and says, I don't recognize this brother. Who are you? And Brother Peruki very shortly tells him, well, I'm, I'm a missionary, sir. I, I wanted to meet you. I'm going to the country of Romania. And the man paused. You think you could count with only a few handful of words, the amount of speech, the amount of conversation this man has left in his entire life, two and three days away, and everyone knows it. And he puts his crooked index finger up, points it at Paul Peruki, and says this, Brother, fight valiantly. For our Lord. Fight valiantly for our Lord. And to hear 
Brother Peruki tell that story. To think about a man on his deathbed, and that's what comes to mind, fight valiantly. It's interesting, as Christians, somehow, it's a little hypocritical, if you think about it. We trust him for our eternity, or we say we do. We put our faith and trust in Christ alone to take us to heaven when we die. But we don't trust him for the here and now. We're so filled with fear, with angst, with irritation, with frustration, with the world, with a loss of control. And we forget that he has complete control and what he asks of us is an echo of what that elder statesman who's now gone on to glory many decades ago, he asks us, fight valiantly for me. Fight valiantly for your Lord. That story came to mind as I was telling you about this gospel track called Overwhelmed. Can I tell you there are people around you, you will come across them day in and day out. They may have a facade of everything under control. They may have a swagger about them, a false sense of confidence. But if you don't have Jesus Christ as a part of your life, if he's not the king of your heart, if he's not filling the God-sized hole in your soul, the people, they are overwhelmed. And we have the message that can change a life. That's been the theme this entire week, how to change a life. Friend, let me encourage you. Would you take the time to consider this thought? Here's the thought very shortly today, how to change a life. I believe what we need to do is this. We need to stop. I'm going to give you just a two and a half minute thought. We need to stop sorting fish. What do you mean by that, Brother Micah? What are you talking about? Well, this thought kind of comes from Luke chapter 8. And of course, there's other applications and other places we can even look at this thought of sorting fish and all of that. But in Luke chapter 8, we're not going to read it for sake of time. I've already taken too much time with these stories and talking about tracks. But in Luke chapter 8... That sower sows the seed across all kinds of different grounds. Now he's trying to get it on the good ground, but some of it falls in different places. Now, for you and for me, what I want you to encourage you to do is this. Sow the seed wherever you can, and then it's not your job. I want you to realize it's not your job to sort out the results. God will do that for us. You say, well, this, this, this seed must have fallen on, on stony ground. That's why that person hasn't been coming back to church after he supposedly got saved. Friend, it's not yours to judge. We have a job to do. Our job is to sow the seed. We don't sort the fish. A lot of times we want to do God's job for him. We, we want to figure out who the sheep and who the goats are, and we want to figure out who the, who the good people are and who, 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 who uh, is on the good ground and all of those types of things. Now, friend, our job is just to sow the seed. Leave the sorting to God. We would get so much further if we would stop the infighting. You really think, think about this, we should be able to get along about the gospel. Now, I am not an ecumenical minister, 
uh, of sorts. I am not the guy that says that we just we just should agree on everything. Let's just sing kumbaya and, and, and you know sing in a circle here. No, that's not me. I believe there are some fundamentals of the faith that should be held to. This old black book, this Bible, teaches us many things. But I want you to encourage you. Sow the seed. Stop sorting fish. And to end, I know we've been all over the place today. But lastly this. As that old man said, fight valiantly for our Lord. I want to encourage you. Have a great day for his glory. Not for your own, not for anyone else but for his glory. Thank you so much for listening. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.